Blog Talk Radio. Show where you have the questions 
and we have the answers. Um, pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that is 760-539-3235. Of course, this show is sponsored by CoventryCreations.com. You can, of course, cruise on over to the website and find all of the magical needs that you have, whether that those be about love, romance, money, spirituality, cleansing your aura, cleansing your house, getting some fast cash, whatever you want, cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com, and we definitely have a candle for that. To reach Jackie off the air, of course, you can go to www.CoventryCreations.com. To reach me off of the air, I'm Storms of Devani. You can go to www.PsychicFriendsNow.com. And the website for... The show, Keep It Magic, is at www.keepitmagic.com. Also, if you're on Facebook, and there's 750 million people that are on Facebook, so if you're not, you probably have some severe issues that you might want to address. Uh, <laughs> anyways, if you're on Facebook, go over to facebook.com forward slash keepin without the G, it's magic, keepin, it's magic. And if you're on Twitter, you can follow Jackie at Coventry Creek. Coventry Candles, um, and you can follow me at Storm Kabbalah. Um, Jackie. Uh, <laughs> Storm, we made it. We're yes, here. We're we talking. made it. We made it. There was a little bit of a, of a snafu at the beginning of the show, but of course, Jackie and I are quick with buttons, and we made it, and we're talking uh, uh, ab- about... No, we're not... <laughs> and we're still and we still have it together. Yeah, and we still, still have it together. together. Quite strangely, you know, usually, you know, when, when there's technical problems right at the beginning of the show, you just immediately want to go to oh my god, um, land. Um, but uh, you know, I stay calm and cool and collective. So, just so you know, we get on the air by the time that the first song gets done, <laughs> I'm fine. You know, <laughs> if we're still not on the phone and you all are listening to the third song, you know, there's definitely an issue. So, uh, <laughs> so what's been up with you, Jackie? It's been a crazy busy um time when isn't it? Um but I had a great I had a really great weekend. I watched my daughter perform in Bands of America and they got to the finals. What and is Bands of America? Bands of America is um a regional marching band competition and it's um it's kind of a big deal. You have to be invited to it and the Ferndale Marching Band was invited to it. It was the first time I got to see the whole show. Uh-huh. Um, I'm a, I'm like a little bit ridiculous mom when it comes to watching that stuff. I get a little overclamped. I go, well, there's my girl, you know, and it's just ridiculous. But that was that was awesome to Are watch sure that. You're not <laughs> I might. Well, I'm Catholic. It's so close. I was born Catholic. I was raised Catholic. Your version two point out. <laughs> so, um, but then Sunday, I mean, we can have this great climax on Sunday um, with I have a gathering of women that we get together and we talk about, um, we just do different things and sometimes we just kibitz and talk and share. But this time um, they asked me to lead them in doing um, a prosperity spell. Uh-huh. And we built a prosperity spell. Uh, we built a lamp. And, um, what's, a, what's a prosperity lamp, by the way? A prosperity lamp is when you um, you're putting all the ingredients in, like you would a candle, uh-huh. with the different oils, the different herbs, and then you fill. Um, you can make it just with a bottle. Um, that works quite well. 
Um, and then you, like I said, you put the different things in the bottle and fill it up with oil. You can use olive oil, and you can use a real simple wick. Um, and uh, it doesn't have; to, it just has to be cotton fibrous that will will wick up yeah. the um, oil. It doesn't have to be a specific wick that you get from the hardware store. And then um, you do you charge it up and you do some ritual around it, and there you go. And do you light um, it in the bottle? You light it in the bottle. It's not a Molotov cocktail. It's um, the way it, it just burns. It continues to wick up the oil and it burns. Okay, what kind of bottle? Um, I used, um, and this is based on, this is me redoing from a workshop I did with Andre Vitimus, who wrote Chaos Magic. He was at the store a couple weeks ago doing this. Uh-huh. And we used um, little green Perrier bottles. Oh, interesting. The glass bottles. Yeah. Now I'm having a, I'm having trouble keeping the wick lit, and I'm thinking that it's the shape of the bottle. So I think I'm gonna um, get a different size bottle. You don't want do it big. Just do a plastic bottle, correct? Exactly. Okay. So I I got the cotton um, I got cotton from the um, beauty supply store. You know that? Well, you wouldn't know, but us yeah. girls would know back in the day when we would get perms, the cotton that they shove up to soak up that perm solution so it wouldn't go in your eyes. Uh huh. So. That makes a wonderful wick, and then I just put it through a metal washer, and I put a pin through it so it was held up, uh, so it doesn't the wick doesn't fall back in the bottle. And um, you do your ritual around it. You light it. You can paint the bottle. You can decorate the bottle in many different ways. You can hang stuff from it. So really, a lot of most of the ritual I think is in the building of it, not necessarily in the burning of it. There's a lot of different things you can do with lamp magic. You could make an open lamp, which would be like in a bowl, and then you would create a lip out of something non-burnable like aluminum foil. Oh, very fascinating. Yeah, it, it's really it's really quite cool. It doesn't have to be um, lamp oil. It can be olive oil. There's a lot of different oils you can use that are natural. You can use ghee, which is a clarified butter. So it can be very, very ritualistic. And what we did... And I, I kind of left, since these are all very experienced women in magic, I said, okay, well, what do we want to do? We have a couple of options here because this isn't your first rodeo. We can we get to play. And they asked me to lead them through um, a meditation and a ritual, getting them into their Akashic records and for them to discover who wants to work with them in this and where their blocks are. And And since I was not prepared for that, I decided to um, pull my cards out, and I cut the cards a couple of times, and I said, okay, what do I need to base this meditation on? And the first card I pulled was the Eight of Swords, where she's tricked herself. She's either in a web or she's surrounded by swords. And it um, it was perfect. So what I did is I led them, everyone, through a meditation, a guided meditation, where you were surrounded in your own web, your own web of deceit, your own web of self-sabotage, and um, which I found it really interesting that this is what came up. I mean, if there's a self-sabotage card right there, that would be it. That would be the Eight of Swords. And I just started laughing going, uh-huh. Because <laughs> we decide on our show on Friday. And every time we do that, have you noticed every time we do yeah. that, both of us get life lessons? Yeah, both of us. It's 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 like totally crazy. And so we we went through that in the, the meditation I guided everyone through was that once you name it and this is this is just you'll love this storm, this is all before you and I talked about this. 
once you name that bit of self-sabotage, once you name that trick that you've played on yourself, in the meditation just touch it and it goes away because you've identified it and you're making it go away. It is, you know, one of the things that that I've seen lately um, is a lot of people, uh, psychoanalysts, for example, that are um, using cognitive behavioral therapy in regards to self-sabotage, getting to those emotional places uh, that allow people to be able to move beyond whatever it is. In psychology, we call them a complex, by the way, um, which is basically a feeling tone dissociation that is connected to uh, some form of an experience that you've you've had in your life. For example, there's a mother complex and a father complex and a ego complex and a you know probably a pet complex. You know, there's complexes for everything pretty much. Um, if you have it in your life and you have a feeling about it, there's a complex around it. Uh, and and self- a complex meaning you is complex. You mm-hmm. have many different aspects to it. It's very charged emotionally. It's very charged energetically. Yeah. Um, and um, which is interesting because, and I'll let you finish this. I'll go. I'll go to sure. what's interesting. Okay. Just want to make sure I'm clarified. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, say for example that, the, and, and I'll give an example of a of a complex. Um, the mother complex is probably the most famous. You know, Freud spent a hundred million years on it, and uh, you know, it was basically the at the crux of his particular psychology. But basically what it is is that we all have a mother, and all of the feelings that we have associated with mother, um, whether good or bad, all of them, are cluster in one particular part of the psyche, which is called the the mother complex. Now, say, for example, you went through a particular experience when your mother is, was rejecting, say, for example, um, and mm-hmm. you felt rejected by her, you didn't feel cared for by her, you didn't um, uh, feel loved, you didn't feel nourished, and things of that nature. And then you're now 35, and you go and get this job, and there's this woman that is uh, your boss that is cold and, um, and difficult for you to deal with. And what happens is that because of the fact that there's the same feeling tone association with the Jackie, what happens is that the individual will complex out. In other words, if the person activates the particular complex, they will begin to behave in a way in which they normally wouldn't, which is why some people have issues in regards to who they're working with. If you have a problem with somebody in your life, there's probably a complex surrounding it somewhere. Um, So, uh, So basically I would start behaving with that person as if, I was behaving with my mother, so I would yeah. all those different things. Yeah, it That's would bring so it all up. That's so very true. That's so very true. It would bring it all up. Um, Carolyn has big, huge, gigantic eyes in the chat room. You know, we know that she's had boss problems for a long time. Probably father complex in some way, Carolyn. <laughs> <laughs> and so what's interesting is that the way you're bringing this up uh-huh. is, um, it, so of course we have a self-sabotage complex. So here's uh-huh. all these things that, that um, if I have this right from what you're talking about, is that there's all of these things that we don't want to do or afraid to do or or uh, most of it's around fear. Uh-huh. And so we will sabotage ourselves continuously. Yes. Um, and so then what it does is it becomes this giant thought form. Yes. And say, for example, it may have resulted, you know, it may be an adjunct adjunct complex 
to one of your parental complexes. Like your mother may have told you you're not worthy, you're nothing, you're an idiot, you're never going to make anything out of your life. And then basically what will happen is that the complexes will begin to grow around that. So basically when you're 35, you're running around stating, I'm an idiot, um, I'm never going to make anything out of my life. And then with the self-sabotage, you believe that so strongly, Jackie, that when success comes towards you, when you're about to make it, when you're about to burst over that particular wall, when you're about to get to that next particular level, the complex then takes over you, complex out, and sabotage yourself. Yes. That's so interesting that you're putting it this way, and I'll tell you why. Because when I'm working with somebody on the Akashic record level or doing some transformational healing, what we do is we have what we call the inner saboteur. And so that inner saboteur and the and the um, self-sabotage complex are pretty much the same thing because yeah. we make it separate from ourselves. Absolutely. And so when we go in, when I go in in the Akashic Records and I'm working with a client and we go and find that, that inner saboteur, um, we say, why are you doing this? And we look at the core of it, that first core thing, and then we work on rewriting it. Now, um, how does that? And we we literally rewrite the script uh-huh. of saying I'm going to do things in a different way, and then we watch it cascade forward. And then we pick another time where we say, look at how that script is rewritten for this, and look at how it's rewritten for now. So, um, so how does that fit in with like the psychological view of the self sabotage complex? Um, it, it, it would be the same way that you would go back and you would look at what the roots of the particular self-sabotage is. Where does this come from? Where did you learn this? And then basically what you will do is that you will be, you, you know, you will find whether it's magical thinking, whether it is um, an association with a trauma, what is the associations? Um, and then basically resolve the associations in that particular way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, that's, that's basically where you go with it. The good thing about astrology is that with astrology you have something that's called aspects, meaning, um, uh, for example, I have um, Saturn and square to the sun, um, uh, which Saturn and square to the sun is usually somebody that will has an enormous amount of drive, a lot of determination, um, can survive despite what's thrown at them, okay? But at the same time, in the back of their head, there's this, you, you can't do this, you're going to fail type of thought process that goes around it. That entire Saturn Sun square is a complex, okay? Um, it's, of course, connected uh-huh. to the Father because the Sun is involved there. Um, and Saturn is, of course, the shadow. So basically, you know, you would then begin to start to build astrologically some form of sense of self-security within the individual in order to move them from point A to point B. Um, uh, so the astrology, if, if, say, a psychologist was to use the astrology, uh-huh. um, proficient in that, they could say, "Oh, I know where to go with this." Yes, I know what's gonna, I know what's gonna create a giant score in the the quickest amount of time. Yeah, and I'm all for that. I mean, I love <laughs> shortcuts. <laughs> is as a psychological astrologer is that you would sit and you would kind of you know it's like taking the little fork Jackie and seeing if the meat is done you would check and see whether or not that the individual is ready to deal with this particular issue okay you know some people may not be ready to deal with the fact that their mother was a dragon that was trying to devour them 
um, which would be Moon Pluto. Um, they may not be ready to deal with that. They, you know, are you when looking you ask at my them, chart? Are you looking at my chart? <laughs> you are looking at my chart. Actually, I'm not. I just, I just pulled the aspect. <laughs> Um, uh, but even though you have it, but, uh, but, but um, with that particular uh, imagery, you know, when you sit and you talk to the to to the querent or the, or the client, as we call them now, one of the things that you would uh, say, Jackie, is you would say, you know, you see this moon Pluto, and you could say, so tell me about your relationship with your parents. Or, or your mother. And say, for example, you were to tell me, oh, my relationship with my mother was wonderful and she loved me very deeply. And then you could basically stage, um, uh, I understand that you're, you're, you, you, you felt love from your mother and that you, uh, uh, you know, have these particular feelings about her, but... And you feel around to see whether or not that the individual is ready to deal with that information. In our particular field, I think that probably the most dangerous thing is opening up a can of worms that we can't close. Right, right. You know, well, feel I, around. I think that, well, when I work in the Akashic Records, when I work on, on that transformational magic and healing, what we're working on is what's ready to work on. Yeah. I'm not digging deeper to find, you know, the the okay, you're abducted by aliens aspect. Yeah. <laughs> Complex. <laughs> I uh I'm not digging to that. I'm seeing what's bubbling up to the surface cuz what's bubbling up to the surface is ready to go. And then if you look at it as just, you know, a giant sinkhole, what bubbles up to the surface is ready to go and then the water goes down a little bit and you can see something else that bubbles up to the surface and the water goes down a little bit. And eventually you get to some of that core. And that, it, and for me, it doesn't matter what methodology you use, whether it's uh-huh. a healing methodology or psychology. I, I think you're, we're both looking at what is the person ready to see, and you let them lead the way. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. And and the other thing, for example, that you would know very well, like two and a half years ago, if you would have come to me for a consultation, Jackie, and I would have looked at your chart and seen Uranus at that particular uh, point was opposed to your moon Pluto um, conjunction in Virgo. Um, basically, what I would have done is uh, th- that tells me kind of the coffee pot is done. Okay, uh, it, it gives me you know this is the issue that's going on right now. It's going to pop here pretty quickly, um, and you can usually go in and work with it unless they're totally unconscious of themselves. Then you're you know usually that person won't come to me for a reading anyway, or or come so to work with me. You have a great knowledge of this. Uh-huh. You've got it. You've got it down. How can someone find that for themselves besides uh, hiring you? <laughs> well, basically, I think that it's really looking at, you know, when an issue comes up in which you're not acting in a rational sort of way or that your mind, you know, that you're filled with anxiety and, and you're fearful for no apparent reason and uh, you're starting to behave in ways that you normally wouldn't behave, I would really at that particular point sit down and start to ask myself some very, very deep questions. Where is this coming from? What is the, what is the purpose to this? I may use, a, you know, if they happen to be akin to tarot, maybe a why is that spread. Um, uh, I would attempt to get to the roots of the particular situation and move forward with that. Um, and so there's no there's no good text on saying these complexes are also these astrological aspects. Um, if you want to go into into heavy depth, uh, you know, um, psychological astrology, but most people don't have the uh, uh, you know the wherewithal 
<laughs> so there's no psychological astrology for dummies, is what you're saying? Not really. I mean, okay. you can pretty much go to regular astrology. You know, I'm teaching a free class on it right now um, on my website. But you can go to astrology, and once you know what your aspects are, Jackie, for example, if you have moon conjunct Pluto, that's immediately going to tell you that there's a complex that is involving the moon and Pluto. Okay. So, or, so when things are conjunct or squared? Uh-huh. Is really where the complexes are going to or be, Or opposition correct? or trine or sextile. They're all, all aspects are complexes. So you're going to look at how they all relate to each other. Yes. Now, a trine and a sextile will probably tell me that the individual deals with this complex okay. You know, that they, they may have a grip on it. Um, in some cases, they don't. Um, but they may have a grip on it um, in more of a, of a way it's, where it's not that bothersome. Um, with others... Um, you know, like like Moon Pluto, it's very very difficult uh, uh, for um, them to work through that particular issue because it usually reflects that there's something not only that is dark within inside of their mother, okay, and by dark I don't mean evil, but um, that there's something very very primitive and has more to do with survival and has more to do with um, uh, feeling unwanted and all of these other uh, you, you know ways of defining Moon Pluto, um, uh, that's going to tell you that that complex is alive. And those two planets don't really get along too well. So, so um, okay, so you, this is, okay, you know I'm drowning here, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you know I'm, I'm drowning in the astrology stuff, and I'm, I'm, I'm like, kind of hanging on to the edge of the lifeboat. <laughs> so um, it's funny, Beth in the chat room said that, you know, most people want a prescription for anxiety rather than to use it as a sign to do self-exploration. Uh-huh. So, and that, that unfortunately, that is true. But we are talking to the people who actually are willing to do the self-exploration, the people who don't, go take your pill, <laughs> wait till the song comes on. So, <laughs> but, uh, Melanie uh, is stating, I also feel anxiety strikes when we're having negative, fearful thoughts that aren't really ours. Old tapes being played. Old tapes are a complex. Yes, that's, but that's a part of self-sabotage. Yeah. Self-sabotage is when you will hang on to the past mm-hmm. because it gives you an excuse. You, you have to look at all – I don't care who says it. I don't care if it's something that you, you said to yourself. And really, most of what we believe and most of what we respond to is based on what we've heard come out of other people's mouths. Yeah. You're the the person who chooses its value for yourself. Um, You're the person who decides how how important it is. So sometimes we hang on to things because we will, um, one of my theories, is that whatever our belief is, we will go out and prove it. Uh We will prove it. If you believe that you are, uh, will always be fat your entire life, you will prove it. Absolutely every time. So those old tapes are part of that proof. So we'll hang on to them. We absolutely will. You know, it, 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 I think that the, the the key to to it is that if you begin the complex out, in other words, the complex takes, complex takes control of you, okay, mm-hmm. the likelihood of sabotage is very, very high. Absolutely. Now, why do you think... Well, let me ask, how do I want to phrase this? Do you think we do more self-sabotage now as a, as humanity than we have, say, 100 or 200 or 300 years ago? 
Um, actually, we're going to talk about that right after the break. So <laughs> you get a great segue. <laughs> oh, good. So people are going to have to wait uh, <laughs> to hear what my relationship is, or, or my, my my answer is on that, Jackie. So uh, uh, you know, keep that thought in your head. Um, pick up the phone and give us a call if you want to talk about your complexes um, or your uh, self sabotage. The number is seven six zero five three nine three two three five. That's seven six zero five three nine three two three five. We do have, by the way, two premiere songs um, this week uh, that Jackie and I will also be talking about. Um, uh, but first, before we get to Rihanna's new song, which is called "We Found Love," um, go to CoventryCreations.com and get some wonderful candles to help you with your complexes. And on the other side, we will talk about whether or not complexes are more powerful now than they were 300 years ago, or do we self-sabotage now more than we did 300 years ago? You're listening to Keep Keep It Magic.
And welcome back to Keep It Magic. Uh, Keep It Magic is a live radio call-in show where you have the questions and, of course, we have the answers. Pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. I'm Storm Sestavani, and, of course, I'm here with the wonderfully talented Miss Jackie Smith. Um, Cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com and check out... Um, all of the products that make this show possible. So if you want to keep the show on the air, make sure that you go and get some of the products over at CoventryCreations.com because this show um, goes forward based upon your interest in our products. So cruise on over there and check out CoventryCreations.com and get all of your little magical things that you want. The song that you just heard is Rihanna's new song. It's the number one song of the week. I don't know why, to be honest with you. Um. As you say, Rihanna's a very talented girl, uh-huh. um, and she's gorgeous, too. I just kept seeing the flock of seagulls guy on the keyboard in my head, because this is a very, when you've grown up in the 80s and with all the synthesizers, and the synthesizers are back, because the 80s are back, because we're cycling through, we've been through the 70s, um, and we've been through all the belly dancing sounds, and the Middle Eastern sounds that, that were, you know, over the past 10 years, and now we're back to the 80s, all the synthesizers. And I've already lived through that. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't really know what it is that she's, she's thinking. And, you know, here is the thing. Here is the interesting thing that I think is beginning to occur with a lot of these musicians, which I think is a form of self-sabotage, that there is such a push at this particular point for them to push out more and more and more and more and more product that I don't think that there's really enough time. For example, Rihanna just got off of a huge album, Loud, that had five number one singles. She's now moving into, she's releasing another album next month. She only released Loud last year, okay? Um, there's not there's not enough time for them to sit and percolate a really, really incredible album, whereas, you know, older artists like Madonna and Janet Jackson go years between albums. Well, I I really, I don't think it's her. I think it's the industry. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and bringing it closer to home for myself and my industry, if I don't have a brand new product line every year, people are like, well, what have you got new? It's when I do a show, the first thing is, what's new for Coventry? Coventry doesn't need anything new. We've got amazing things. Yeah. And so I succumb to that pressure of what's new, what's new, what's new. And if I don't have anything new, I don't have anything to talk about. Now, what's interesting, and I think that um, we're seeing, I'm feeling a little flat with music because I, uh-huh. I feel like there's nothing that's unique and new. Uh-huh. There were some um, in the early zero zeros, um, in the early 2000s or aughts or whatever we're saying, there was some interesting new music that came out that I, I enjoyed, even especially in the hip-hop. There were some really interesting sounds that I hadn't heard before, uh-huh. combinations of sounds. But they're done with that and they haven't come up. There's no one who said, I'm not going to be the status quo. I think Rihanna's under a lot of pressure to be the status quo. Uh-huh. Um, I think the same with Britney, and I think the same with Gaga. And the good thing is, is that there's a new Madonna album that's coming out. I believe November, so uh, or and she's the me, one. No, February. Um, uh, and she's the one of the ones who says, "No, here's the new sound." Yeah, she creates and, the sound, and they right, follow her. Right, and and it's interesting if you if you look at some artists, like for instance David Bowie, he creates new sound. 
Mm-hmm. Whenever I listen to him, um, well, of late he's been working with um, a certain kind of sound, but again, late he's he's been switching some stuff up. And then you hear it. You hear it in pop artists. You hear it in hip hop artists. You hear it all over the place. You can even even hear it in some of the new newer jazz stuff coming out. I'm not a music aficionado at all. Um, I just kind of like to analyze things because I have seven aspects in Virgo. <laughs> yeah. Here is here is a, a shocking example which I think you will appreciate because I know you like numbers like I did. It took Madonna. Brace yourself. It uh-huh. took Madonna 20 years, 20 years, mm-hmm. to get, excuse me, 18 years, 18 years to get 10 number one songs. 18 years. It took Rihanna three. Because she's in the machine. Yeah, because it's 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 this huge, massive machine at, this, per- at this particular point, which I wonder if that is self-sabotage, Jackie, because basically it's like that they're going to, you know, she's, she's like, I hate to use this particular type of imagery, um, uh, but it's, it's like, you know, when the new prostitute, <laughs> you, you know, uh, gets hired at, at, at the house, you know, that they use and abuse her for three or four years, and then she's gone. Well, I was thinking, I, w- I went to Pygmalion. Yeah. Um, and then eventually Pygmalion has to, breaks free and has to become her own person. So um, my fair lady, you know, yeah. um, she can only be crafted in such a way for so long. And I think that's why some of these artists break. But you're right. I do think it's self-sabotage because it's easier to listen to what the experts who are paying you, listen to them. They're going to tell, I'm an expert, honey. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. I'm an expert on this. Just just do what I tell you to do, and I'll make you a million dollars. Where creatively and interestingly, Jackie, I think that the issue with Brittany is that she went through a period of severe self-sabotage and then came out the other side and was able to survive in the entertainment industry because she did that. I don't think that if she would have stayed, you know, the 21-year-old, um, I'm pretending to be a virgin um, type of individual, um, mm-hmm. I think that it would have been very, very difficult for her you know, moving on to 30 and still, you know, being the sexy diva. Um, uh, If she hadn't have gone into that period of self-sabotage of shaving off her head and, you know, her fans freaking out on her and losing her children and all of this other stuff that Mm -hmm. I think that was going on there. And one of the things that we were talking about before we went on, you know, here into the break is in the last 300 years or so, is there something that has changed? Absolutely. I think we no longer have rituals, um, really. If you get into traditional Judeo-Christian life, um, there's not really the particular ritual that we uh, do anymore that helps to reconnect us on the inner level. Like, you know, in Kabbalah we have Sukkot, which um, I'm going to talk about in just a second. In Catholicism they even have some um, particular rituals, uh, you know, like confession and things of that particular nature, but it appears to me, and this is what I want your opinion on, Jackie, um, it appears to me that in the 21st century, these are people's rituals. They get up at 7 o'clock in the morning, if they're lucky enough to have a job, go to work, okay, come home at 4 or 5 in the evening, cook their dinner, take care of their children, make sure that everything's dealing with their with their children, then... Then, you know, you go onto Facebook and see what's going on with your friends, go onto Twitter and see what people are chatting about, watch a reality television show that's trashy as hell, and then go to bed. And that seems to be the new ritual, and we wonder why people are so screwed up. Well, okay. We have become a scientific community. 
since um since the uh um renaissance i lost the word sorry about that but since the renaissance we have valued we have slowly gotten to the point where we value the scientific mind more than the spiritual mind even in in literature you see um people saying um <laughs> literature. I have to laugh that I say that because I read paranormal romance. But anyway, in the book that I've that. been reading, the, the writer always the, the writer will always um, um, talk about how someone is scoffing at the emotional side, and in our scientific minds, we're automatically going to their side. But then the writer brings us back to the emotional side because that's where true growth lies, uh-huh. and then. And, and whether it's paranormal romance or just a, a regular book, there is um, there is a, a moment of transformation, and we get so drawn to these moments of transformation in the books that we're reading, or the shows that we're watching, or even the songs that we're listening to. The aha moment, we miss it, and that's what ritual was about. And so I think we, we've become more in tune with that scientific mind. Uh-huh. We've shut off the emotional sides of ourselves, so then it comes out in this fear and this these intense, skewed ways. And I think that psychology, um, because psychology and science are, are very um, split still. You'd think that people say the science of the mind. When you talk to a scientist, they scoff at the science of the mind. Yeah. So I still think we're very split. So we've taken. The lack of ritual in our lives has split ourselves to the scientific aspect of the self, the body aspect of the self, and then the mental and emotional aspect of the self. Well, you know, one of the things in in the pagan tradition, um, Jackie, is that they have the whole wheel of the year and all of these um, Sabbaths um, that seem to deal with these... uh, uh, these issues like self-sabotage and complexes and protection and all of this other stuff. Um, in Kabbalah, we have Sukkot, um, which is, uh, you know, during the first ten days from Rosh Hashanah to Yom Kippur, um, you're in a particular period of, of creating what it is, the movie that you want for the upcoming year, okay? You're mm-hmm. cleansing all of the old out, basically, and letting go of, like, on Yom Kippur, Here's the crazy thing about Yom Kippur, girl. You sit down and you confess the sins that you have not even committed. You know, adultery, <laughs> murder, you know, you've done it all. And I guess maybe they do that is just in case you forgot something. <laughs> but they make sure that you atone for everything, you know. Um, but, you know, that is the cleansing and the purification of uh, the individual that happens in that first 10 days, okay? Once you get to day 15, which is the beginning of Sukkot, okay, it's basically about joy, certain appreciation, giving to others, protection, all of these particular uh, types of refueling back up that individual um, more so than more so than anything else. And there's four particular things that they use during Sukkot, which I'm going to go into here, Jackie, which modern, uh, like, you know, for, and, and I'll have you talk about the ones that in the pagan and witchcraft tradition, but in, in Kabbalah, you have the myrtle, you use the myrtle during um, Sukkot, and uh, and what the myrtle is, is uh, it increases fertility, um, it makes things more prosperous, it begins to feel, feel 
the individual up with something. Then you have a willow, which is protection. Then you have a citron, which is this lemony-looking fruit that I don't think that uses for anything besides the coat. I don't know. Um, but basically, it's for healing and your connection to uh, being uh, connected to a higher source, being able to listen to the messages that are coming in. And then there's the palm, which has to do with dispelling evil. And, for example, they would they would create, like, um, a fort in the backyard, Jackie, or this square-looking thing. And at the top, they would put all the palm branches on top and the dates inside. You know, that was the, uh, the getting rid of the negativity, the dispelling the evil. And it um, also protects from inclement weather, by the way. But um, <laughs> uh, they would use that. Then you have the citron, which has this you know, powerful scent and things of that nature. The willow for protection, the myrtle for um, fertility. But they have these particular types of uh, connecting to herbs in the earth that I know that paganism has as well. But you don't see this in, in, in modern rituals. I mean, what is the modern ritual besides pa- passing the, the, uh, the um, offering plate? I don't know. Please help me. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm having I'm having a little epiphany at this exact moment. Uh-huh. Ritual, whether it's Sukkot that you're talking about, or or Rosh Hashanah, or uh-huh. or the fact that um, you're you're doing um, autumnal equinox, whatever. Uh-huh. When you are in the ritual, you are connecting all aspects of yourself, including your emotions. Uh-huh. And so, ritual becomes very emotional. And I have to say that I think that makes many people uncomfortable. So one of the reasons people will avoid ritual, and and I have to include myself in that, is that um, I don't want to get emotional. It's messy. I don't. I don't. It's a lot of work. And isn't that? um, I think that's one of our disconnects because we're disconnected from the emotional side. Yeah. Emotions um, are weak. Emotions are feminine. Emotions are you out of control and you must stay in control. Emotions, um, you know, for you to to be overly sad or overly angry or overly happy, um, we really do value, we absolutely value that that staid person who is, you know, get it together, lady, you know. Uh-huh. So so you are you're in control. So I think the ritual um I re- you know, being brought up Catholic, they have the Stations of the Cross, which is, like, horrific. <laughs> it's it's absolutely a horrific thing. And when I was a kid, I would get so emotionally distraught over it. Now, this ritual is, is a cleansing ritual. When, as an adult, I look back and I say, oh, I know it was supposed to happen. You were supposed to cleanse yourself during the Stations of the Cross. You were supposed to rid yourself of all of these burdens because um, Jesus showed you how. And I would just be an emotional wreck going through the stations of the cross, and I would get in trouble. Yeah. And but but the ritual was doing what it's supposed to do. So in uh, again going back to to being brought up Catholic, you know that those palms of dispelling evil. Um, it's interesting. Yeah. There's Palm Sunday in Catholicism, which yeah. um, laying the 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 laying down of the palms that, that the donkey that carried Jesus walked over, that was about dispelling evil. You're right, that's exactly what that's about. So we've lost a lot of the meaning behind these things, so we cannot carry it on. All we can do is, um, you know, I don't know why um, as a kid I mumbled these things and crossed myself in a certain way and knelt mm-hmm. at this point and stood up at this point in the, in the Mass. No one explained it. 
you were just supposed to do this without question. And and again, that's um, ritual gives you back your power uh-huh. when you don't have that anymore, and you just have to mimic. Then they have power over you. You know, one of the one of the things that I think, Jackie, is that, and, and I I really don't care. You know, when I'm working with clients and stuff, I really don't care what types of rituals that they set up for themselves. If they want to go into the backyard and stand with one foot up and, uh, you know, and their mm-hmm. hair, their hands in the air and and quack like a duck, I don't care what their ritual is. Um, but I think that one of the things that we need to do um, uh, is get back to doing some form of ritualistic um, type of uh, of connecting in some form of way to ourselves again, because I think that that is the primary um, issue that I think is going on, is that there's this lack, there's not any time in people's day or they're not spending the time, you know, they'd rather be on Facebook, um, in order to look in and reflect and look at what it is that they really want in their lives and to look at something like how are they self-sabotaging themselves. Um, um, yeah, you know, absolutely. And, you know, it it can be as simple as, um, you know, for example, I journal a lot. I write, I write a lot of things down on uh, pieces of paper. You know, I like to color the pieces of paper and, uh, you know, work with tarot cards and, uh, you know, and candle magic and things of that particular nature. And that is more, you know, combined with, you know, that I do Kabbalah. But, uh, uh, you know, these are my particular rituals. And I think that what people need to do is really sit down and ask themselves what their rituals are and how do they want to connect. Um, The Mm -hmm. citron um, is pretty important because it is opening yourself up to something higher and it is the you know the cleansing and the refilling back up of the individual and i don't think that there's anything that does that really at this point you're right because um uh just as a real quick quick example we we've had some challenges at coventry about um stuff not being in stock and orders being delayed and um and then we had the big power outage last month that, that screwed a lot of things up so we had some customer service issues, and so what we did is we everybody who is involved in this, who, whose hands are in this this particular customer service pie, we all sat down, and before I even brought out the list of customer service issues, um, I asked everyone to talk about what kind of company they wanted to work for. What kind of company did they want Coventry to be? What were they proud of, proud of? And everyone went around and what we were all proud of is how connected we we like to be to the customers, how nurturing we want to be to the customers, um, how we want to be responsible to each other and to our customers. All of these things are really important. So you know what that list of customer service complaints became? became? Nothing. It became easy. It became we need to get the customers what they want. We don't have to um, beat ourselves up because that's not who we are. Exactly. And so we're not going to self-sabotage. So that became, I said, this is our new ritual. Every time we sit down, and I did it today in our sales meeting, what kind of company do we want to be? And, every, you know, lay it all out, everything and anything. And so this can be part of um, part of our, our different rituals that, that we can do. So what the first question is, and, and this is, from what you told me about the Kabbalah, this is the time of year when you are deciding what you want to be. Yeah, you're deciding. You're you're deciding what you want in regards to your life and creating a new particular. Because on the 22nd of uh, of the sign of Libra, um, uh, basically what what you have is that that's when your new cassette begins. Um, 
Do you know what that day is? What's that? That is my. That's the day I launched my book. Oh, that is the first. That's the first book sign, official book signing. That's the day over at, at Candle Bookshop. So that's that. That's why I have to laugh. Yay! So it's basically when you when you push play on your new tape, and what you're doing at this particular point of the year is that you're creating what it is that you want to happen over the next year. You're editing, taking things out, looking at yourself, figuring out which direction that you want to go in, creating the stage, you're the director, you're the actors and everything, and you create the life that you want, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, well, Carolyn is saying cassette. How 80s is that? Okay, you're DVD. Right. You're hitting uh, play. How about that? But, Jackie, you know, let's let's real quick before we go to the next break, um, Let's take the ideas of what the Kabbalists thought were necessary in regards to doing this period of self-reflection and translate this into Coventry products um, uh, that people can get to be able to perform this uh, self-reflective type of ritual. Okay, let's start with Myrtle first. Um, oh, this, which, whole process, this whole pro- process reminds me of the affirmation line, so let's yeah. go there. Let's talk about those those candles. The reason why is because you're affirming in your life. You're writing your script. You're being positive. Yeah, I agree with um, you completely. So uh, um, myrtle for increasing fertility. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be the prosperity, the prosperity affirmation. And um, myrtle is so very green. Yeah. So that's why I'm thinking about that green. Now that that prosperity candle also crosses over into um, the citron a little bit because we have a bit of citronella and lemongrass. Interest, interesting. Yeah, so we have a little crossover. Okay. That's why I think of the the prosperity. Next, the willow. Willow. Now the willow is for protection, right? Mm-hmm. Now what I see in this process, you're very vulnerable, correct? Yes. Um, so. That brings me to the guardian protector candle in the affirmation line. Let them protect you so you can relax. When you're in protection mode, when you're in fight or flight, you, there's nothing in you that can relax. There's nothing in you that can think outside the box. There's nothing in you that can decide who you really want to be because all you can be is the in defensive mode. So use the guardian protector to create the circle of protection around you so you can relax and think about what you want to do. Um, the next one is Citron. Yeah, which is and healing. Healing and, and opening up yeah. to a greater source. Yes. And actually, I I had an idea before we started the show, and I'm changing it right now. I think I want to go with a meditation candle. It's made with um, sandalwood. Uh-huh. And that opens you up, and sandalwood's very healing. And that's heaven on earth, right? Um, that's more in the frankincense and myrrh. Yeah, okay. But but, but that's for that meditation. I, I think that meditation one is a little more, little little more focused on that. The other one, the the first one I thought of initially was the intuition candle. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that is gentle enough. I think that's still looking outside of you versus the meditation candle, which is inviting divine inside of you. Um, the last one is palm, mm-hmm. which is dispels evil. And that one was our toughest one. But I believe the 
I am connected to the grief candle on that one. The reason why is because the way the way this grief candle works is it helps you let go, mm-hmm. let go of those things. Um, and and what's also what's in the grief candle does not allow evil to enter. It's also a protection candle, so while you're grieving, you can go through that process without uh, losing yourself. I, I I I really really like this set because one of the things that it does to keep us in with the theme of self sabotage is that um, the willow um, allows the particular individual to be protected to to create a shield of protection around them as they deal with these issues. Um, mm-hmm. The citron allows them to listen to the higher source, um, heal whatever issues that are going on inside of them that's creating the self-sabotage. The palm allows them to let go of of those negative tapes that they're listening to inside of their head. And then the myrtle creates, brings in the new stuff that's going to help them to be able to move beyond the self-sabotage. So I think that this is a really, really good um, type of spell in regards mm-hmm. to removing um, uh, self-sabotage here, just what generally. I would, yeah, I do. I, I, what I, this is what I would do, is I would take the guardian protector candle, mm-hmm. and then I, I would take um, a picture or a symbol of, of a protector, and I would place that by the door of the room I'm working in, mm-hmm. to just to represent guarding my door, guarding my back. And I would light that candle. Then I would take the um, meditation candle, and I would put that in the center of the room to represent the center of myself. Mm-hmm. And I would make sure that that's kind of where I can sit. So as close to the center as you can get. I mean, don't get out your tape measure or anything, but where you're going to sit and meditate and work on this is have that candle close to it. I would then take the grief, that dispelling evil, and I would place that at an opening or a window that's, across from the door or furthest from the door. So you're protecting things from entering in and you're using that grief candle and that dispel evil and you're sending it out. So you're you're as you're pulling these things up and getting rid of them, they have a place to go. And then the prosperity candle, I would then what you're bringing in, I would I would probably place next to that meditation candle. Mm-hmm. Because that's what you want to keep. So you see, interestingly, what you have kind of done here is made a candle sukkah, <laughs> or a sukkah, <laughs> sukkah, actually, you know, which is that um, that enclosed structure uh, that they use during sukkah in which to they go out and sit in there and they eat in there. Interestingly enough, what you can't do is that in the Sukkot, you can't do, can't talk negatively about anybody, you can't do anything with any form of, in which you're not happy and joyful. I love it. Because you know what you do when you start talking smack? Mm-hmm. When you start talking that negative, You destroy negativity. the sukkah. Yeah. You just, but, um, okay. Be, what happens energetically, what I see is that you're talking about yourself. You're pulling that to yourself. You do not like that aspect about yourself. You're focusing in on it. And instead of releasing it, you're hanging on to it and you're identifying with it and you're making it a part of you. I agree. We have to go to a break. The number is 760-539-3235. That's 760 
539-3235. Jackie and I will be working with an actual client that has sent us a letter, and we will be talking about the Candle Wick Shop when we return. So do not touch that dial. We're going to let you all hear I Like How It Feels by Enrique Iglesias. You're listening to <laughs> Keep It Magic. Do not touch that dial. It's my time. It's my life. I can do what I like for the price of a smile. I gotta take it to ride So I keep living Cause the feels right And it's so nice And I do it all again This time It's forever It gets better And I, I, I like how it feels 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 Keep it 
Magic is a live radio call-in show that has to do with what it is that you all want to know the most, how to transform your lives, and add a little bit of mystery called magic within it. Pick up the phone and give us a call. The number is 760-539-3235. Again, that's 760-539-3235. Cruise on over to www.coventrycreations.com, and if you have a problem in your life, regardless of what that is, and again, the candles for the spell that we were just working on are, if I can find my paper. They're affirmations. <laughs> Jackie's they're got them. The, they're in the affirmation line, and it's the prosperity, guardian protector, meditation, and grief candles. And I just want to remind everybody here real quick, there's a lot of information that goes on on this show in an hour and a half. You can always listen to the show again on www.keepitmagic.com, or you can download it in iTunes, or you can listen to it on Blog Talk Radio, wherever it is that you want to listen to it. We don't care how many times that you have to listen to it. Just make sure that you get the information and you feel comfortable with it. And if you have any questions, of course, you can send a question to Jackie and I on keepitmagic.com, and we will definitely make sure that we answer them. Um, Jackie, I got an interesting letter this week from um, uh, a client that we're going to call Karen. That's okay, not Karen. her real name, but uh, uh, her name is Karen for us. Um, we're, we're being respectful and redacting any form of personal information here. Um, she says, hi, Storm. I have a question that only you can answer. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about that, Karen. Well, then I'll step to the side and let you answer it. Um, Karen, uh, I appreciate the faith that you have in me, but uh, (laughs) there's probably a lot of people that that are very, very qualified to answer this particular question for you, so I will approach this with a little bit of humility. She says, I've been looking at your website, searching for just the right thing, and I can't seem to find it. So perhaps you can tell me what I need. I thought it could be candle magic, but I don't see exactly what I'm looking for. Um, I've had a cons- done a consultation with this, uh, with this woman in the past, and she says, I'm going through a divorce after a marriage of 12 years. That is a long time. It is my second marriage. It has been very difficult being in it, but the breakup has completely destroyed me. Um, We got separated last year, and I'm still crying. I can't seem to heal. Maybe it's because I still have contact with Louie, her husband, um, on a regular basis, and that gives him plenty of chances to hurt me over and over again. I guess the hurt is from the rejection I feel, the regret of all the heart I put into making this marriage work, all the abuse I endured over the years, only to be rejected by him in the end. I always thought he was one of my best friends, just to find out how he betrayed me over and over again to complete strangers, women he just met on dates. Yes, he's dating other women and does not care that it's hurting me. And a few days ago, he announced that he is moving back to the United Kingdom because there's nothing important in this country to hold him back. She goes, yeah, that felt really, really great. She goes, that is where I am. I'm hurting all the time, have no desire even to get out of bed in the morning, let alone go out and meet people. Um, She goes, build my real estate business. I didn't know how to heal anymore. I tried meditation, but it did not help. I would find myself bursting into tears in the middle of it. I know they say that time heals everything, and I agree. However, it has been almost a year and a half since we separated, and I have not even been able to find my strength Again, she goes, I was looking at your candle magic, but I didn't see anything that would fit the situation. Something to heal my heart, give me hope, desire to want to live again. Maybe you can come up with something I don't see. Thank you so much, Karen. 
Oh, Karen. Oh, Let's Karen. give Karen a big old hug. Let's start by giving her a virtual hug. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, Karen hasn't let go mm-hmm. of that ideal of what she thought she had. When you go through a divorce, and Lord knows I've experienced this, and I think it happens on a marriage level, but I also think it happens on um, a friendship level as well. Mm-hmm. Um, when you um, are, you have an ideal, you have a fantasy, you have a you have a plan, and this is the plan that we're working on, and this is the future that we're building, and all of a sudden that future is no longer there. It doesn't exist anymore. It can't because the other person isn't a part of it. Uh-huh. So you're grieving that future. You're not grieving the, the crud that and, and the things that brought you to this divorce, but you're grieving a potential that... that the idealization. So I'm going to go to the grief candle for her to start with and the dispel evil from the tarot tools line or the uncrossing from the uh, Motor City hoodoo line. Uh-huh. And I would actually say wear the uncrossing oil every day because you have wrapped yourself up in this identity and you don't know how to disconnect yourself from this identity that doesn't exist. The other thing that's happening is you are feeding him. You are absolutely feeding him all kinds of energy and attention. And when somebody keeps putting a bag of gold coins on your porch, even though you said, I don't want this money, uh-huh. I don't want it, but they keep on putting those gold coins on your porch, and you can go, eh, I could spend that. And so that's what you're doing to him, is you're continuing to feed him. He has no responsibility to you. You're divorced. Sorry. I'm sorry that that that, that you're still there and you're still hurting, but he has no responsibility to you. He's living his life and moving on with it without you. Because that's the that's the message that he sent you, and and I, and and you've got to disconnect there, and that's with that uncrossing, and that um, and that uh, dispel evil. Now, I'm not thinking the it sucks to be you candle for him because he is just living his life, and you're the one who's not letting go. So this is about you. Well, this that's Carolyn in the in the chat room. Yeah, <laughs> the answer said, to everything is Dax. So. <laughs> yeah. So this is not about him. This is about you. He's moving on. Now from there, you work with that to let go of that. So while you have that going, this is I love doing this. I'll have three different areas where I have candles lit because you know I love the number three. Uh-huh. One area is the grief and the uncrossing or the dispel evil. They're both really good interchangeable. So that's one of one area. And then you put a picture of the two of you there, cut it in half. Not not like not uh, in half where you're separated from each other and separate those pictures further and further and further so you can let him go. Now, the next one I want you to do is I want you to do a heart blessed herbal candle and a helping hand, blessed herbal candle. Because you cannot go through this alone. Your heart is broken, and the heart candle is to help heal that. The helping hand is because you need divine guidance, divine intervention, loving intervention. And when you get into a healing uh, situation, when you're working with a healer, 
cry. Go ahead and cry because that's what you're doing. That's what you need to do. Um, then the next thing I want you to do is I um, I want you to do spiritual cleansing every day on yourself because you're bringing up all this stuff and then you got to let it go. So use the spiritual cleansing oil um, uh, or even, even like a little spiritual cleansing votive and run it through your aura and let it burn out. Um, and um, and let that because you're what what happens is you're bringing all this stuff up, and then you're hanging on to it. You're not releasing it out of you. So that's what that spiritual cleansing is going to do for you. And the very very last thing I want you to do, which is important, I want you to have a stability and self esteem candle going at all times. Yeah. At all times, because and and that um, well, I mean, don't leave it burning while you're not there. But um, even if you, and I do have that stability earth oil too. So whether it's the oil, the incense, the candle, um, carry bloodstone with you for courage and strength. Carry um, 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 amethyst. That's another one. I want you to do the amethyst and the uh, and the rose quartz. So carry those with you, and um, and that will help you through it too. And above and beyond everything else, before you do anything else, you have to decide whether you want to let them go or not because you haven't decided to let them go. You love them. You want to hang on to them. You don't love him. You love the fantasy of who he is. The idealization, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, um, I feel for you. I feel for you because I've hung on to friendships way longer than I should have because I thought they were somebody else. Um, they, I thought they were the idealization of, of them. And and I wanted them to heal something. I mean, usually when whenever I'm working with somebody, and I, I see this over and over again, you're looking for his approval like you were looking for your father's approval. And um, so you're looking for his approval in some way. So spouses usually fall right into that father complex. Yeah. So... Um, I would also look at I would also look at the messages in regards to uh, uh, her relationship with her father as well, and see if there's mm-hmm. any old tapes um, that may be playing there that may just be continuing to uh, carry over into this relationship. I do have to say, Jackie, that mm-hmm. these women in the chat room they're never going to give a date. Never. <laughs> you have Carolyn who wants to like it sucks to be you. You have uh-huh. our our dear dear friend um, Coneflower Terra, who I love by the way, who uh-huh. said top up all his stuff. Bessa is talking about a woman who recently bit her husband's testicles off. These are not the way we're going to have to do a show, Jackie, on when it's not time <laughs> to wait to exhale. Because <laughs> there is definitely something that's going on in that chat room. <laughs> and you know, um, with um, with Karen. Uh-huh. A, a session with somebody who's going to help you um, cut those cords and help you go through this. And I'm not talking one session. I'm talking set up at, at least a, ser- a series of at least six of them um, right away. Commit to six of them. And commit to six of them like one every other week at the at the most, even one a week, because you are in crisis and um, you're going to grab all that stuff back as soon as it gets a little uncomfortable. So it's time to get that support and get that helping hand. So that's um, 
that's very that's very important. You got to choose to do it. I mean, honest to goodness, I I'm gonna you know this is not this is not the same level of of pain, but you know over the summer, I found myself eating more and more and more, just eating, just finding myself with my head in the fridge trying to figure out what's going on. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, I don't know, it's just not there for me. I can't do it. And then literally one day I said, wait a minute, who's in charge here? Who's in charge here? And it wasn't an instantaneous aha, and, you know, I lost 20 pounds a week after that. It was it was like, wait a minute, who is in charge here? And then addressing it and dealing with it and saying, okay, wait, I'm in charge. This is, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back in charge. And so, Karen, you... This is one of the things you have to say, who's in charge here? You are in charge of your life no one else is. And no one else is responsible for your life either. Uh, Exactly. Um, Speaking of candles, Jackie, um, (laughs) and the website that is our featured featured store of the month is um, the Candlewick Shop which yeah. happens to be your store. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite stores ever. Yeah, one, one of your favorite stores. Um, I just have a couple of questions about this, because number one, we're not in the most store-friendly um, environment at this particular point, and we're featuring you know, stores um, on the website that have a metaphysical type of edge to them and, mm-hmm. uh, and trying to attempt to uh, help them promote themselves. First of all, Jackie, you own a can you own a candle factory you own a website coventrycreations.com um you're very very successful in what it is that you do why did you open a candle shop in of all places detroit it was it literally fell in my lap um a customer of mine was moving and he wanted to know if i wanted to buy his store and um it was such um it was such a perfect deal and it just it was laid out on a planner for me um and and so I thought how can I resist and it it has been a challenge cuz what I took over was like a little country candle store and what I turned it into is a contemporary um home decor store spiritual decor store it's not it's not exactly a metaphysical store um it has a lot of crossover but the reason why I wanted to do that is I wanted a place to test the Coventry candles in a retail location, um, and do um, in a in a mainstream store versus a metaphysical store to see how they do. How do people look at them who come in and they want to buy a vanilla scented pillar? How do they see the blessed herbal candles? How do they see the Motor City hoodoo? And so, how do I market better? And what I've discovered um, having the stores number one the the all the Coventry products really stand on their own. People love them. They come and they go, oh, what a great idea. And so they sell all on their own really well, and it helped me become a better vendor to my stores. But the Um, other thing is, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, the other thing is, is I wanted to see, I I also wanted to be a better vendor to find out how do you run a store? How do you get more people to walk into your store? How do you deal with the challenges of employees and and shoplifters and uh, foot traffic and all that stuff. People actually shoplift from a witch shop? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Are they crazy? They they are. They they're well. First of all, if you're going to shoplift, if you're already shoplifting, you have no respect for the people around you, especially when you shoplift from a small store. And, and I don't want to say that we're better than or worse than or whatever, uh-huh. but we know that every sale counts. Uh-huh. And they're so not aware. They're so not caring of what's going on. So it doesn't surprise me at all. Oh, that is, that is so interesting. Uh, I'm shocked by it, but it's it's so, inter- so interesting. Um, Jackie, what makes the Candle Witch Shop unique? In other words, why should somebody go to the Candle Witch Shop, say they live in Detroit or around that particular area, why should they go into the Candle Witch Shop and purchase um, candle products rather than, you know, purchase products from Bath & Beauty online, which, you know, that they can get in two days and all of these other uh, types of uh, websites that offer candles. What does the um, what does a local store do that these online establishments don't? What we do is, first of all, we really care that you come in. Honest to goodness, when I walk into a local small store, they care that I'm there. I know that this sale made their day. Uh-huh. So that's one of the things that, that I want to say is we really care that you're there. You get to smell all these different candles. We have not only the Coventry candles in stock, but we have a, a couple of other quality lines. And we will send product back if if it's not quality. Uh-huh. If it doesn't burn nicely, if it there's this one line we had in and it smoked. We packed it all up and sent it back to the manufacturer. I can't sell this to my customer. It doesn't it, it, it puts itself out and it smokes and the da, da, da. and they were flabbergasted. They couldn't believe they did that I did that. Um so as a, as a retailer I want the best quality for the stores and I want or for excuse me, for my customers. Um and it's something fun and interesting, and we have cool decor, and we have events going on with um, Halloween and Day of the Dead coming up. We're having, um, we're building a big ofrenda, which is a Day of the Dead altar in the middle of the store, and we're inviting customers to come and bring the pictures of their loved ones and put them on there as well. And um, so we'll keep that fed and energized, and candles burning for it. Um, so we do fun stuff. We educate. Um, on the 16th, we have someone coming in to do um, a workshop in the store about uh, Santa Muerte, which is the Holy Death, which is um, one of the lesser-known aspects of Day of the Dead. And then on Monday, we're having a Day of the Dead celebration, which is our Folk Magic Meetup. Um, I have a Folk Magic Meetup the third Monday of every month where we talk about just different things in Folk Magic, have different pres- presenters come in. And we're just going to do our own Day of the Dead celebration. So um, we we have we have a lot we have a lot of fun there, and, and we care, and and um, it's cool looking in there too. <laughs> People come in and say this feels great, and you don't get a feel great from a website. You don't get a, oh this feels great. You don't get a um, you don't get a change in your day. People who come into our store say that their day is different. Mm-hmm. Um, they get answers on products. They get questions answered. If they have a bad product, they have somewhere to bring it back to. How many websites have I bought from even in this past year that I look later and I can't call them because there's no phone number? Yeah, that's that's pretty interesting. And I've even had um, 
clients, you know, that, uh, of course, um, all of the people that uh, that want my candle line, of course, I refer to um, either the CoventryCreations.com website or the Candle Wick Shop website, you know, like if they need um, accessories and things of that nature, especially to the Candle Wick Shop. Um, uh, one of the th- one of the things that one of my clients told me is that she was actually she wasn't sure, and she doesn't even live, you know, in Detroit, but she wasn't sure about what it is that she she wanted to purchase. In other words, she didn't take notes. <laughs> <laughs> but what she was able to do is that she was able to call the store and talk to Wally, the manager, and Wally was able to help her basically um, uh, with her particular candle magic needs. Yep. Wally is my store manager, and, boy, he does an amazing job over there. And he was going to be on the show with us, but we had someone call in sick today, so he was not he was not able to do that because he's dedicated to, to having the store open. He said, well, if there's no one in the store, I'll call in, but the customers come first. And then I said, that's why I hired you, because <laughs> you believe that. And not that you believe that, but you live that. And... Um, and one thing that everyone tells me is that when they go in, like I said, we care that you're there, we listen, we guide you, and if you come back and go, this is not working, we help re, re um, realign you. Or, you know, it's just that we're there. Um, we're the, there. One of the customers are in the, uh, in, the, in the chat room right now, and she's saying, um, her employees remember what you purchase. I love personal service. Yeah, exactly. I think that that's part of the one of the reasons to visit a local store because for most, in most cases, they're going to know your story. They're going to know what you've been going through. They're going to know what's, what's going to take you to the next particular level. Um, and and uh, when we buy, we think about the things that you specifically have purchased. And what else would you like? Exactly. Um. You know, I, I got and and granted, uh, this is not my store. This is another local store. But when I whenever I walk in there, she goes, "Oh yeah, I got something for you." That's how she says hi to me. I got something. <laughs> I bought something for you. Was how it a Jackie it? lipstick? <laughs> no, it was a Jackie's 1950s dress. But <laughs> um, <laughs> she she literally looks at me and she goes, and she when she buys, I'm one of the people that she thinks about. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's so you, that's your power walking into a small store. I, I shop at the local grocery store, um, little market, and um, I mentioned to them a coffee that I liked that I hadn't been able to find. They found uh-huh. it for me and they put it in their rotation. It's now one of the best sellers. Oh, nice! I, I mentioned to her that I would love ready-to-go meals that are healthy. Guess what they have in their cooler for me now? Ready-to-go meals that are healthy. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Yep, so I love that I'm hoping it takes that. off with lots more people so there so it'll always be there when I'm ready for it. But that <laughs> that is your power walking into um a store, walking into a small store. That's you're who they count on. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Um so make sure that you all um visit if you need stuff like I think that you have like stuff like uh candle holders and stuff like that at Candlewick Shop. We do. We have lots of great candle holders to choose from that work with the um, all of the Coventry line. And, by the way, if you're on the Candlewick Shop website, there's a phone number there, and you can call during our business hours, and you can ask a ton of questions. Nice. Very um, and nice. We'll, we'll be there to answer the phone. And, Jackie, we're done. Always goes so fast. 
<laughs> I've got so much more to talk about. This is like, you know, being on the phone. Well, everybody, it is on the phone. <laughs> everybody make sure that you cruise on over to CoventryCreations.com um, and purchase some of the wonderful candles that we have uh, over at Coventry. If you have a problem in your life, no matter what that is, uh, we have a candle for that. So cruise on over and check that out. Um, Jackie and I are on every Tuesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Um, you can catch us in the archives or you can catch us on keepitmagic.com. Make sure that you cruise on over to our fan page, which is www.facebook.com forward slash Um And we thank you all for coming, and we hope to see you all next Tuesday. Have a great afternoon, everybody. And keep it magic. Like every time I get back on my feet, she come around and knock me down again. <laughs>